When the NWO destroys What is up, fellow wisdom seekers, fellow truth seekers, and anybody checking in for the first time with that unquenchable thirst for knowledge? Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast. Straight out the dungeons of podcasting, I am Brandon St. One. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode as we dive into the latest declassified report about the potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're going to go through the whole report just so you can see for yourselves what they're up to and how they pretty much investigate themselves and then they come up with nothing. But it's still interesting to go through because you can always learn something. And I like to read these things for myself instead of hearing them from somebody else in their little explanation summary of what's going on in their little spin. This way, you can go on that journey with me we can read through the whole thing. We can make up our own minds and come up with our own thoughts and ideas about this whole situation. Because that's what it's about. It's about being your own person with your own thoughts. And you can think for yourselves. And you can question everything. Question me. Go and read it for yourself too if you want after just to make sure that I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not smart enough to come up with fucking scientific terms anyway to try to deceive anybody. I just want to know what's going on, and I hope that you do too, and I hope that you question things, and I hope that this show, this podcast, sets you out there and puts you on a path to look into things for yourselves, not always relying on people like me who do podcasts to get all of the information and make up all the ideas for you, and to go, yeah, I agree with that. That's my stance. Try to just be your own human with your own brain your own free will, try to exercise that as much as possible. Because what I think is going on right now is that they don't want us hyper-focused on COVID and what happened during the pandemic. They want us fighting each other. They want the culture war. They want us fighting a tranny civil war or whatever the fuck they're trying to push. Because I think all hands on deck should be into investigating everything about the pandemic. Sure, where the virus actually came from, but probably, unless it was a bioweapon, which it might have been, I don't know. It, it says in this report that it wasn't, and they're holding to that. But who knows, right? Like I said, this is intelligence communities. They're not going to give us the straight. But even if it was just a natural occurring virus that came from a bat and spread all over the world, even if that is true, even if it was real and they didn't just switch the flu numbers over to the other column to make it look like COVID was worse. I don't know. Even so, even if it was real, the response to it was horrible. And I think personally, these are my thoughts that everything should go into investigating what happened with the children during the pandemic, what happened to people who lost their jobs, their businesses, what happened to families during the pandemic. They always want to use minorities as like talking points and stuff. And well, what about minorities and their businesses that they lost? And what happened to their families? What happened to their children during the pandemic? What about the investigations to all this? And then you get the vaccine and the jabs and how people were forced to take jabs to keep jobs. And that is not acceptable. But they want us to forget all about that. I think that's what's going on. 
with everything in the news, how if you're even like a person like me who pays attention to what's going on in the news, you don't know what the hell is going on right now. It's very confusing. So many different stories happening all simultaneously. We got stuff with UAPs, UFOs. We have Russia. They have a submarine that everybody spent a whole week on wondering if those people were down there trapped without oxygen, even though they all knew they were already dead for days. So I think they're going to continue to bombard us with psyops and news stories after news stories of, of complete irrelevancy. Because if they decide to really focus on the response to the pandemic and the vaccine rollouts and the coercion, then everybody's involved. Who isn't? How many people didn't go along with it? Even Trump, I know I'm probably going to get hate for this, but even Trump, he didn't stop lockdowns. He put through Operation Warp Speed. Sure. People argue that he had to do it or we would have been locked down even longer. Sure, that's an argue, argument to be made. That's a discussion that can be had. But still, the facts are the facts. We were locked down and it wasn't stopped. How many people really stopped it, though? How many people really stood up? Sure, there were some doctors that got canceled and all that. But how many, how many media personalities really said this isn't right? And obviously, I mean mainstream media across the board. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Everybody was locked down. Everybody was wearing masks. And most places were forcing the vaccine and rolling it out with propaganda all over the place. I got signs all over my neighborhood still that say, trust the facts. We took the vax. Bullshit. This shit's still on my mind quite frequently because I have family members that were affected by this jab rollout. And it's like anecdotal, of course, just with anybody else. But I know my life and I know my experiences and I know what they call my truth, you know, that bullshit that everybody uses. So I know my truth and I know what I'm dealing with. I know that I take people to doctor's appointments because ever since they took these jabs, their body is not right. And all their labs are off the charts, almost across the board, like their whole body. So I'm not going to say blow up, you know, my family's members, medical shit on my podcast, but this is what I'm dealing with. So I don't think we should really forget about everything that happened and try not to get swept up in the day-to-day -day bullshit where they want us to fight each other. They want us to fight a culture war over bullshit so we don't turn our fingers in their direction. It's classic divide and conquer. It's the same playbook over and over again. They did it during COVID. They did it before COVID. And they're doing it now. So just be aware, everybody, I know I'm kind of ranting, but this is something I think is important instead of getting caught up in all the bullshit. Let's stay focused, I guess. I don't know. It's what I'm focused on, I guess. So I'll keep talking about it when something comes up that I think is important, which I think this report that is released is somewhat important. It doesn't really solve anything. And you'll see what I mean when we go through it. As far as I'm concerned, most likely everybody was in on it. Everybody from the intelligence agencies, Wuhan Institute, China, the Communist Party, all that stuff was probably in on releasing this virus, even though they say that's not what it is. Or there is no virus, and they just decided to launch the biggest psychological operation on everybody and take certain numbers from one column, like I said earlier, from the flu, move them to the other column, 
and inflate numbers, move people to nursing homes. What they did with the nursing homes is another thing that should not be forgotten. They used the elderly and children to scare the crap out of everybody, even though now they know no children were really affected at all by COVID. Nobody wants to talk about it. So I'm bringing this all up because I haven't really talked about COVID in a long time because it's kind of the same old, same old shit going on out there. But I kind of been thinking about what's happening in the news and how I feel like this has an opportunity to kind of be swept aside with everything going on. And especially if we get into a World War Three situation, there's no way there will ever be any accountability. There probably won't be any accountability anyway. But I just want to talk about this shit because I remember and I won't forget. And I'm living through some of this shit right now still with people that I love that have been affected by the mass rollout and the coercion of the jab. So that's my little rant to start this episode. And we're going to dive into the intelligence unclassified, declassified report in just a second. So thank you all once again for being here. And if you like the Brave New World Order podcast, you can take a second to help subscribe, like on whatever platforms you listen to. You can leave a review. You can share this with your friends, your family, anybody who will listen to you. It's hard to get through to people out there. I know that. So. If you can help out the Brave New World Order podcast, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to everybody doing that already. You know, us indie podcast producers, you know, we're really up against, you know, the big time people. Now the mainstream media, they're taking over podcasting and they are creating networks. And anytime any one of these big time famous celebrity puts out a podcast, they could be the boringest, stupidest person on earth, but they're going to get millions and trillions of views. So that's what us independent people are up against. So we, I thank you, and I'm sure other people do too, that are out there that are like me, that are grinding and just doing their thing, trying to get some truth out there, or just trying to discover the truth and gather wisdom and share it with you. So I just want to say how grateful I am for each and every one of you joining the podcast, tuning in. There's a million things out there to, to listen to, to consume your time. And for you to choose the Brave New World Order podcast once in a while to listen to, I really, really appreciate it. And if you really want to help out and support the show financially, there are a couple links. I really, really, I can't say it enough how much I appreciate it, how grateful I am for everybody that helps out the show, that contacts me, says what's up. And if you listen on Spotify, there is a Q&A on every episode. I love hearing from you. You can answer that. Say what's up. I thank you all. And like I said, us indie guys are up against the mainstream media in podcasting too. So I thank you. And I'm sure a lot of other people, if you don't help me, you don't support me, you don't like, subscribe, share, follow, whatever with my show. If there's somebody out there that's independent, that's doing some good work out there, help that person out too. Give some love. That's all I'm saying. And thank you. Let's just go right into this motherfucking declassified Enough out of me. I said all I have to say today about this, and I will see you all soon. Much love. Think for yourselves. Question everything. And most importantly, try to stay positive. Try to enjoy the summer. Try to and just enjoy the people you have around you. Have fun with those that you love. Do the things that you love that make you happy. Don't get wrapped up in all this insanity. Take the time, take some space. 
That's all I'm saying. So here it is. This is the recent report on the origins of COVID-19 and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Enjoy, and I will see you soon. Okay, let's read this report that was declassified by the Director of National Intelligence, Haynes, on June 23rd, 2023. The potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Executive Summary This report responds to the COVID-19 Origin Act of 2023, which called for the United States intelligence community, referred to as the IC, to declassify information relating to potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the WIV, and the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. This report outlines the IC's understanding of the WIV, its capabilities, and the actions of its personnel leading up to and in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. This report does not address the merits of the two most likely pandemic origins hypotheses, nor does it explore other biological facilities in Wuhan other than the WIV. A classified annex to this report includes information that was necessary to exclude from the unclassified portion of this report in order to protect sources and methods. But the information contained in the annex is consistent with the unclassified assessments contained in this report. This report was drafted by the National Intelligence Officer for Weapons of Mass Destruction and Proliferation and coordinated with the intelligence community. And then there's a bunch of shit blacked out, redacted. And the next section is Intelligence Community's Assessment on COVID-19 Origins. In March, the intelligence community updated its analysis on core intelligence questions related to COVID-19 origins to include whether the first human infection with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, was the result of natural exposure to an infected animal or laboratory-associated incident. Variations in the IC analytic views on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic largely stem from differences in how agencies weigh intelligence reporting and scientific publications and intelligence and scientific gaps. All agencies continue to assess that both a natural and laboratory-associated origin remain plausible hypotheses to explain the first human infection. And then there's a couple bullet points here. At the beginning of all four of them, it's all blacked out. So I'll just read what's there. First one, the National Intelligence Council and four other intelligence community agencies assess that the initial human infection with SARS-CoV-2 most likely was caused by natural exposure to an infected animal that carries SARS-CoV-2 or a close progenitor, a virus that probably would be more than 99% similar to COVID. I'll just say COVID from now on because it's going to say SARS-CoV-2 7 million times in this report. So from now on, I'm just going to say COVID. All right, next bullet point the Department of Energy and the Federal Bureau of Investigations assessed that a laboratory-associated incident 
was the most likely cause of the first human infection with COVID, although for different reasons. Third bullet point, the Central Intelligence Agency and another agency remain unable to determine the precise origin of the COVID-19 pandemic as both hypotheses rely on significant assumptions or face challenges with conflicting reporting. In the last bullet point, almost all intelligence agencies assess that COVID was not genetically engineered. Most agencies assess that COVID was not laboratory adapted. Some are unable to make a determination. All intelligence agencies assess that COVID was not developed as a biological weapon. And then we move on to the next section, which is the Wuhan Institute of Virology activities performed with or on behalf of the People's Liberation Army. The beginning of this is redacted, but the next section says, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is a civilian research institute founded in the 1950s by the Chinese Academy of Sciences, the CAS. Although the WIV is independent of the People's Liberation Army, the PLA, the intelligence community assesses that WIV personnel have worked with scientists associated with the PLA on public health-related research and collaborated on biosafety and biosecurity projects. Information available to the intelligence community indicates that some of the research conducted by the PLA and WIV included work with several viruses, including coronaviruses, but no known viruses that could plausibly be a progenitor of COVID. For example, PLA researchers have used WIV laboratories for virology and vaccine-related work. Two bullet points here, the beginning of both of them redacted information, but what's here is the first one between 2017 and 2019, the Wuhan Institute of Virology funded and some of its personnel conducted research projects to enhance China's knowledge of pathogens and early disease warning capabilities for defensive and biosecurity needs of the military. Second bullet point here, like I said, redacted at the beginning, but what's here is prior to collaborating on a vaccine for COVID-19, the Wuhan Institute of Virology collaborated with the PLA on other vaccine and therapeutics relevant to coronaviruses. The intelligence community assesses that this work was intended for public health needs, and then a bunch of redacted shit, and that the coronavirus known to be used were too distantly related to have led to the creation of COVID-19. And then the next section here is coronavirus research and related activities performed at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The beginning of the paragraph here is redacted, but it says prior to the pandemic, we assessed WIV scientists conducted extensive research on coronavirus, which included animal sampling and genetic analysis. We continue to have no indication that the WIV's pre-pandemic research holdings include COVID-19 or a close progenitor. 
nor any direct evidence that a specific research-related incident occurred involving WIV personnel before the pandemic that could have caused the COVID pandemic. And then it has a little subsection here, WIV coronavirus research and holdings. Redacted at the beginning, but it says the WIV probably maintains one of the world's largest repositories of bat samples, which has enabled its coronavirus research and related public health support. Information available to the IC indicates that the WIV first possessed COVID-19 in late December 2019, when WIV researchers isolated and identified the virus from samples from patients diagnosed with pneumonia of unknown causes. There's three bullet points here. First one redacted at the beginning. In 2013, the WIV collected animal samples from which they identified the bat coronavirus RATG13, which is 96.2% similar to COVID-19 virus. By 2018, the WIV had sequenced almost all of RATG13, which is the second closest known whole genome match to SARS-CoV-2 after BANAL-52, BANAL-52, I guess, which is 96.8% similar. Neither of these viruses is close enough to COVID-19 to be a direct progenitor. The next bullet point, like I keep saying, redacted at the beginning, it says, since 2019, some WIV researchers have analyzed pangolin samples to better understand disease outbreaks in these animals. The next bullet point redacted at the beginning, by the end of 2019, the WIV maintained distinct teams focused on MERS and SARS-related coronaviruses. Both teams separately used transgenic mouse models to better understand how the viruses infect humans as well as related vaccine and therapeutics research. The WIV then shifted to support broader public health efforts related to the COVID-19 pandemic in early 2020. The next section here, Wuhan Institute of Virology Genetic Engineering Capabilities. Redacted at the beginning, we assess that some scientists at the WIV have genetically engineered coronaviruses using common laboratory practices. The intelligence community has no information, however, indicating that any WIV genetic engineering work has involved COVID-19, a close progenitor, or a backbone virus that is closely related enough to have been the source of the pandemic. And there's a couple bullet points here, again, redacted at the beginning. Scientists at the WIV have created chimeras or combinations of SARS-like coronaviruses through genetic engineering, attempted to clone other unrelated infectious viruses and use reverse genetic cloning techniques on SARS-like coronaviruses. And then there's a bunch of lines redacted down to the next bullet point. Some of the WIV's genetic engineering projects on coronaviruses 
involved techniques that could make it difficult to detect intentional changes. A 2017 dissertation by a WIV student showed that reverse genetic cloning techniques, which are standard techniques used in advanced molecular laboratories, left no traces of genetic modification of SARS-like coronaviruses. Now the next section, biosafety concerns at the WIV. Redacted at the beginning, some WIV researchers probably did not use adequate biosafety precautions, at least some of the time prior to the pandemic in handling SARS-like coronaviruses, increasing the risk of accidental exposure to viruses. Before the pandemic, the WIV had been working to improve at least some biosafety conditions and training. We do not know of a specific biosafety incident at the WIV that spurred the pandemic and the WIV's biosafety training appears routine rather than an emergency response by China's leadership team. Then there's a bunch of bullet points here. First one redacted at the beginning. Nearly a year after the accreditation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's BSL-4 laboratory in 2017, China's decisions of which pathogens required higher biocontainment protocols remained opaque. While the facility had a shortage of appropriately trained personnel. Second bullet point, redacted at the beginning, in mid-2019, WIV officials were evaluating and implementing biosafety improvements, training and procurements in the context of a growing body of broader biosecurity, PRC legislation. In November 2019, the WIV, in cooperation with other CAS entities, hosted a biosafety training course for WIV and non-WIV personnel that included speakers from the China Centers for Disease Control and prevention. Given the timing of the event, this training appears routine rather than a response to a specific incident. The next bullet point, redacted, and then as of January 2019, WIV researchers have performed SARS-like coronavirus experiments in BSL-2 laboratories. Despite acknowledgments going back to 2017 of these viruses' ability to directly infect humans through their spike protein and early 2019 warnings of the danger of this practice. Separately, the WIV's plan to conduct analysis of potential epidemic viruses from pangolin samples in fall 2019 suggests the researchers sought to isolate live viruses. The next bullet point redacted, and then an inspection of the WIV's high containment laboratories in 2020, only months after the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak's emergence, identified a need to update aging equipment, a need for additional disinfectant equipment, and improvements to ventilation systems. As this inspection occurred in the midst of the WIV's crisis response to the COVID-19 outbreak, these findings are not necessarily indicative of WIV's biosafety status prior to the outbreak. Bunch of lines redacted going to the next section, which is 
WIV researchers who fell ill in fall 2019. Redacted at the beginning, but it says several WIV researchers were ill in fall 2019 with symptoms. Some of their symptoms were consistent with but not diagnostic of COVID-19. The intelligence community continues to assess that this information neither supports nor refutes either hypothesis of the pandemic's origins because the researchers' symptoms could have been caused by a number of diseases and some of the symptoms were not consistent with COVID-19. Consistent with standard practices, those researchers likely completed annual health exams as part of their duties in a high-containment biosafety laboratory. The intelligence community assesses that the WIV maintains blood samples and health records of all of their laboratory personnel, which are standard procedures in high-containment laboratories. A couple bullet points here. As usual, redacted at the beginning, we have no indications that any of these researchers were hospitalized because of the symptoms consistent with COVID-19. One researcher may have been hospitalized in this time frame for treatment of a non-respiratory medical condition. Second bullet point redacted then says China's National Security Commission investigated the WIV in early 2020 and took blood samples from WIV researchers. According to the World Health Organization's March 2021 public report, WIV officials, including Shi Zheng Li, who leads the WIV laboratory group that conducts coronavirus research, stated lab employees' samples all tested negative for COVID-19 antibodies. Then the next paragraph redacted at the beginning, while several WIV researchers fell mildly ill in fall 2019, they experienced a range of symptoms consistent with colds or allergies with accompanying symptoms typically not associated with COVID-19. And some of them were confirmed to have been sick with other illnesses unrelated to COVID-19. While some of these researchers had historically conducted research into animal respiratory viruses, we are unable to confirm if any of them handled live viruses in the work they performed prior to falling ill. Okay, all right, that is the end of that declassified report about the COVID origins in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I hope that you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for coming on that journey with me. I will see you all very soon.